This is Jesus' Apostle Paul celebrating the people that he was doing gospel work with. Listen for the word partnership in here. We'll let this verse just shape our day together. I thank my God in all my remembering of you, always in every prayer of mine for all of you, making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. The word of the Lord. You can be seated. Five years ago, we had a member forum at Seven Mile Road. Most of us were tucked right over here in this space over here. It was not a great member forum. If you know anything about member forums, sometimes they're awesome, sometimes they're fine, and then sometimes they are, you can pick your word for the other side of the ledger. This was one of those meetings. Not because there was something wrong, not because there was a controversy or a scandal. It's because we were trying to figure out who is Seven Mile Road supposed to become. Up until that point, we had been one church in one location for 10 years. Then for six months, we had been piloting being one church in two locations with one preacher, and there was dissonance there. And so we were prayerfully together trying to say, who are we called to be if our heart is to make disciples of distinct people groups in the Boston or even New England area, how do we get there? And so we wrestled and we asked, and member forums are hard when you don't have answers. We thought and we prayed. But coming out of that time over the course of the next year, we settled on a course of action prayerfully that we would take our one church and see it become a family of churches. Over the last five years, we've been at work trying to see what that could look like. Today is about celebrating and rejoicing in the fact that we have made a pronounced step in that direction this year and being excited about what is to come. As you hear brief updates from each of our churches, please do this for me. As you listen, don't think they, think we. Don't think they, think we. I always know when we're about to lose somebody from the life of our church, when their language goes from me to you guys, or we to you guys. That's not how we want to hear today. I want you to hear every word that is said, and regardless of which congregation you are committed to, that you would hear it with the spirit of, this is happening with us. We, we. All right, we're just going to run through those updates and then um, commission our newest church plan at the end of this. I'm going to do this in alphabetical order. So Brian, our pastor in Kennebuck, is going to come up and start us off. Old school. What up? Hey, so I'm from Maine. Uh, brought the passport down, brought the family down. We made it through customs. We were about five minutes late, but we're good. We're here in normal civilization once again. Man, if I haven't met you, so I'm Brian, I'm, the, I'm leading the charge with a, a great crew of people up in Kennebunk, Maine, this thing called Kennebunk, Maine, which is about an hour and 15 from here. And so we are super hyped to be a part of a family of churches that is uh, part of the crew that's leading and loving New Englanders towards the real Jesus. 
So I want to just give you a couple quick things. Um, here's a few things that we're thankful for this year. Number one, personally, for me as the lead pastor up there, uh, I'm super thankful for the grace of God to me in my life because uh, if I'm two seconds away from the grace of God or the people of God in my life, uh, I'm prone to fall flat on my face. And I'm, and I'm, not, I'm not kidding one bit about that. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a complete idiot. I'm a complete mess. I've seen that in my life when I, when I step away or turn away from the grace of God in my life for two seconds and even the people of God. And so these have been two means of grace to me, the word and community to me this year that have propelled my soul towards increasing health and being somewhat of a healthy leader who's learning along with the crew up there what it looks like to be uh, a person who loves God and loves people in and for the Kennebunks. And so number one, I'm thankful for the grace of God to me to not be an idiot and fall flat on my face in this first year. The second thing, we've got an amazing core team crew of people up there. Man, we're a motley crew. We're a podunk crew. Uh, whatever other word you want to use to describe the crew up there. Uh, we're funny looking. Some of us are weird looking. Some of us talk weird. Some of us smell weird. Some of us do really weird things because it is Maine after all. Uh, so, so there's a lot of weirdness in this crew, but there is a vibrancy. There's a transparency. There's an authenticity. And there's a hunger within this crew up in Kennebunk for what Jesus is doing and how he's leading us on mission to be a church in and for the Kennebunks. And so I'm really hyped about the team. Uh, you can meet the Coleman's. The Coleman's are here with us today, man. Uh, they have been part of uh, our crew. Uh, forming friendship with them and doing life with them and, and working with them has been a thrill. What are some things that we're excited about currently right now? We're excited that we're experiencing some semblance of growth. We've gone from uh, September 10th being a crew of about 35 core people to currently averaging about 75 to 80 people on a Sunday. People who are hungry, seeing new people come. That's exciting. We're excited about our friends and neighbors who are increasingly taking more steps towards the real Jesus. This has been, we are in it for the long haul in Kennebunk. If I haven't said that already, we are super, uh, we are not in a rush. Uh, we, are, we are increasingly growing in patience for the long haul in the Kennebunks. But we're excited about our friends and neighbors who have continued to take steps towards the real Jesus through intentional relationship through joining us for gathered worship on Sunday, through gathering around a meal around our tables or doing things together, we're excited about our friends and neighbors in the Kennebunks. Two things that you can pray for in this upcoming year, and I'm going to get out your way so you can hear the other guys who are way better than I am. Number one, pray for wisdom as we take next steps towards formalizing as a church. We've uh, functioned really, really well this first year of just being learning what it looks like to be the people of God and gathering as the people of God who celebrate Jesus on the Lord's Day and who gather in smaller communities called gospel communities. Um, so we've just tried to press into those regular rhythms as a church without tons of formality. This year we expect to see our first elder elders called alongside me to serve and pastor the church. We expect to see members, our first semblance of members called to join the life of the church who are all in on this thing in Kennebunk. Um, we expect to possibly see some deacons in on this thing. And so pray for wisdom as we seek next steps in formalizing. Uh, the second thing I would ask you to pray for, uh, continued grace to me that I would not be the idiot that I described to you a second ago. I need the grace of God to continue to work in and through my life so that I, I, would, I would lead my wife Danielle well. 
so that it be ever present for my family, my kids who are my main, my main love, my main church, my main people, first and foremost before the Kennebunk congregation, and so that I'd be a wicked great friend and a wicked great pastor to the crew that I've been called to lead. Super privileged, super honored that Jesus would call me to lead in this mission up in Kennebunk. We covet your prayers, and I'll just say this, man, from Kennebunk, right, there's only a couple of us down here, uh, thank you for your support your love, and your encouragement to us along the way. We love being a part of the family of churches. Peace. Pastor Dan's going to come up from Malden. Greetings. My name is Dan. I'm the lead pastor of Seven Mile Road Church in Malden. If I haven't met you yet, um, I'm a father of four. And we've been living in Malden for about nine years. And if you're a man that's aspiring to the pastorhood and wanting to be an elder, just know that it's okay if you don't have a beard. I'm the one man on the team that doesn't grow a beard, can't grow a beard, and so it's okay. It's not a qualification to be a pastor in this church. So please, if that's you, there's grace for you, all right? So I want to just um, do one thing real quick, and I know this is the guy's going to hate it, but I want to everybody, I just came back from like, talking to 240, 50 kids um, at soccer night. So I want you guys to do something with me, okay? Um, There's this man over here that's celebrating his birthday today. Can we just say happy birthday, Pastor Justin? One, two, three. Happy birthday, Pastor. That's right. It's his birthday today. Justin passes alongside me in Malden, and I know he hates it, but I wanted to do it because it's fun. Um, Yes, I just said, you know, we celebrated uh, this, ye- this week with Soccer Nights. It was a great, great, great time. 240 or so participants, about 120 volunteers. Just, I'm wiped. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to talk about this picture. Uh, just tell you a story about a person. Um, one thing that you want to notice about this picture, there's a man behind Pastor Justin. He's actually here, Daniel. He's got earmuffs on. It was cold that day. Okay? It was cold. But I guarantee you that tub was the warmest place on the, to be that day, so uh, Alyssa was well cared for. I did not put her in ice-cold water. So I want to tell you the story of Alyssa, and she told this story to our congregation on the day of her baptism. I'm probably not going to do it justice. She really got the crowd going, um, but I'll do my best. Her story began um, shortly after uh, she got married to her husband, and they were looking forward to starting a family. And one of the things... Obviously, they were looking forward to was having kids, and they tried and tried and tried. Weeks turned into months, turned into years. If you've ever struggled with that, that's a very lonely and hard season of her life. And she turned to a ton of things, doctors, friends, all these different things to sort of numb the pain that she was going through. And and by her own admission, she was angry and sad and confused and just didn't know what to turn to. Well, what do you do when you need an answer to something? Turn to Google. She went to Google. She said she Googled it. And she, uh, one page after the other, she quickly found herself reading a page of Bible verses. Um, Bible verses of women in the scriptures that had the same sort of struggle, uh, crying out to God for children. And that led to just her saying, hey, what the heck, might as well try and pray to God. Maybe that will do something. Well, uh, the next step in her journey was then trying to find a community of believers to, to, to walk this path with. And so she turned to Google. 
She typed in churches near her house. She found Seven Mile Road, Malden. And on Sunday, or it was, yeah, Mother's Day of 2017, she landed at Seven Mile Road, Malden. She was sitting there. And I remember her specifically because after the uh, gathering, she just emailed us, did all the usual pleasantries. And, like, the first line was the pleasantries, and then the rest of it was, like, her life story. She just said, hey, this is how I landed there. And it was a beautiful story. And it went something like this. She basically said she's, she was turning to a lot of other things. She didn't know what to turn to, and she eventually found that God was her only source of calm, only source of peace. Fast forward through this year of being in community with Seven Mile Road Malden, hosting a gospel community in her home, having so, many, so much space to ask the questions that she wanted to ask, having a safe place to do that, having people love her and care for her, um, Fast forward through months of that, and she came to me a couple, few months ago and said, hey, Dan, I think I'm ready to get baptized. I said, tell me a little bit more about that. She said, Dan, everything has changed since I met Jesus. Nothing's the same anymore. I know that God has his best for me, whether I get or I don't get a child. And he, know, he has the best for me, and I can trust him. So after that, I was like, you're ready, let's do it, let's baptize you. That's the picture here. On Mother's Day 2018, one year later, we got to baptize her, and she got to declare her love for Jesus, that she was following him. Now, that's not the best part of the story. The best part of the story is, during that year, her and her husband conceived of a child and welcomed their first baby girl into their family, and we got to see her, and it's been a great joy uh, this whole year, and so she's actually here with us, but I want you guys to know, I want you guys to know that's exactly why we exist in Malden. We want people in our city to know Jesus and follow him. And without a church in in Malden, she wouldn't have had a place near her city to come to and hear the gospel and be encouraged and to walk faithfully with Jesus. And so that's why we exist. And there are many more people in our city that don't yet know him, that are looking to many other things to find life. And we're there to tell, tell them, hey, Jesus is where life is. So if you want life, come to Jesus. So pray with me this year that we would take pronounced steps in loving our neighbors. That's what we want to do. We want to love our neighbors well and tell them about Jesus this year in some really, really pronounced ways. That's one way you can partner with us. Thank you. I'll get to give you the update on the life of our Melrose congregation. Good. Pastor Tim also leads the church with me. Do you want me to grab that hand mic? I can do that. No? Okay. Uh, He's in Dubai right now. He sent me one of those pictures from the 180th floor of one of those buildings. A selfie like that. Oh, man. Uh, Anyway, I'll give you the update from over here. Um, We have five essentials in the life of Seven Mile Road, the family of churches. Gospel centrality, holiness and humility, Orthodox theology, super tight community, and missional living. Over the course of different years in the life of the church, the Spirit may be emphasizing one or the other of those on the ground. For us in Melrose in the last year, it has been missional living. 
For the last five years, like I said before, we've been engaged in multiplying, multiplying, sending, sending, sending. And so we were doing church here fine, but had not thought about what does it look like to be missionaries in these cities, on this street corner to these people. And so for the last year, we've given our attention to saying, missionally, why are we here? First thing that we did was we came up with this big way of saying it that's driving the essence of missional life in Melrose. Every Bostonian that Jesus gives us loved and gospeled well. Every Bostonian that Jesus gives us that they would be loved and gospeled well. Over the course of the last year, we have adopted this missional statement and are aligning everything about what we're doing to say, let's let this be true in the life of our church. This year, that has meant four key things, and I'll give you the words that we've been using. One is hospitality. If we are moving toward others in gospel love, we want our lives and our church to be open and welcoming to them. And so we've been hustling at every corner to say, how can we be a more hospitable people? You'll feel that around the building today. We've worked on the space. We've worked on the foyer. We've done a whole bunch of things to say, how can we move toward people with open hearts and say, come be with us? This year on the big holiday weekends, we have not had worship services here. We've opened our homes and hung out with gospel community and with others. Hospitality at the center of what we are doing in Melrose, how can we love others? We've opened our space in the basement to local moms and caregivers, and there's somewhere near 150 different Melrose Stoneham Saugus moms who have come through and used our space to get to meet people and love on their children. Hospitality, we're committed to that. The second one is this word, creativity. Nobody woke up in Melrose today and said, hey, I should go to church somewhere. Let me go find a good church. Maybe a couple of people did. If we're going to connect with those we are sent to, we can't merely wait for them to move toward us. We need to move toward them in love. And so we've been working to find out how can our church build an identity to do that. So for example, this year Heather took boxes of Cane's Donuts to all sorts of different institutions in the city. The Early Childhood Center, the Police Department, City Hall. We just showed up and said, hey, we are so glad to be a part of this city with you. Can we give you some donuts for breakfast? And here's a card about what's happening in the life of our church. On the 4th of July, we were the people who gave cold water to a thousand families that were down there doing the bike parade. If you have any creative ideas to help us move toward unchurched people, we've been working at that this year and seeing fruit. Here's another one, boldness. It is not enough to just love with grace, but to love with truth, and to not be afraid to invite others into the glorious doctrine or the word of the gospel. We've been seeking to do that better. Once a month, we've been preaching skeptic Sunday sermons, basically looking at Bostonians and saying, hey, here's an issue that trips you up when it comes to the gospel. Here's a reason you couldn't imagine being involved in the life of the church. We're going to speak right to that with grace and truth and connect with you in that place. We've also started a podcast talking about what it looks like for women in particular to believe the gospel 
embrace their femininity and make disciples. In this city, that was bold to do. We've had some feedback of people saying, did you say sex-specific obedience? Really? Really. What does it look like for us to not be ashamed of the gospel, but with love to unpack it as clearly as we can for people? And then here was the last one, the long game. If any of these churches are going to thrive, we cannot be in and out in two or three years. We have to plant our flag and build our lives as missionaries for the good of these people. This is totally shocking because it hasn't happened in the last five years. But this year we only have five people transitioning out of the life of our congregation. So to give you some perspective, in 2012 it was 30. In 2014 it was 40. In 2017 it was 24. That's a lot of people in a small church to be moving away. This year it's only five. Now we're only gonna, always going to shape and send people we're in, but something beautiful is happening in the life of this church that people are saying, I'm here and I want to be here and play the long game to see this church be healthy. Let me give you a quick story about the Lord answering that prayer. Matt and Mara had been renting an apartment on the other side of Melrose and their lease came up. They wanted to stay and commit to these essentials with us. They could afford X thousands of dollars a month. I'll call it X. There was a home around the corner from them that was for rent X plus 700. And so we prayed hard and they wrote a letter to the owners of the home and said, here's why we want to be there. And the owners came back to them and said, for the next three years, you can rent our home just for X. And so their faith and prayer and willingness to say, can you open a door for us actually to commit for a longer game has been answered by God. Those are the essentials that we've been going for in the life of this church. All right, I'm the MBA, so you know I would give you a chart when I got to my prayer time, but I want you to look at this and then I'll be done. And that thing nice up there, you see the colors? Here's the one thing I need you to pray for. As the original church with so much transition and church planting, we need you to pray that there would be unity and love among people who have been here in all different seasons. So there are 20 adults who have been a part of Seven Mile Road, the original, for more than 10 years. These people make me like cry on the spot. Can you imagine that? Devoted to each other and to the mission of this church. And then there's 15 who have been here six to nine and 26, three to five. But look at the blue. There's 40 people in the life of the Melrose Mission that just got here within the last two years. That is huge. And we need the grace of Jesus to bind the hearts of all of these people together. The new folks need to get our DNA in their blood to know that we, they can trust us, that they fit here, they belong here. The older people need to move toward those people in love to meet them. That's a very difficult thing to happen in the life of the church. Will you be praying that the Lord moves our hearts to get there together? It would be incredible if these hundred people felt like family at the end of this year. All right, that's what's up in Melrose. Waltham, Pastor Clint. It is. There's my people. Hey, Waltham came out strong today. I am so proud of you. 
There's like 20 some odd adults, about 30 kids who came up. It is awesome. And Melrose, it's great to be back with you. Malden, what's up? Kennebunk, love you guys. You guys are my next place to come visit and hang out if, if uh, Pastor Brian will have me. Yes? Putting you on the spot. All right. Um, a couple things. Um, as I was thinking about what to share today, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, the Lord put that uh, passage on my heart. And here's what it says. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And when I think about what God has done in and through the life of Seven Mile Waltham, the word transformation uh, just came to mind. God is doing a transformative work um, in Waltham. And so here's what we're going for as a church, that we want to be a diverse family of servant missionaries who make, mature, and multiply disciples by providing clear and compelling witness to the real Jesus. And so here's what that means, that God is making us um, into a family. And so that's a transformational kind of thing, right? There are people who are not yet part of God's family, who God is bringing in to be a family. So we have seen um, three uh, people come to faith this last year who once were uh, merely neighbors in the community who are now um, family with us. And they'll be getting baptized um, in this September. Uh, And that is a huge and massive um, answer to prayer. People who are rethinking, reshaping, redirecting their entire lives now because of the gospel. And that's something to praise God about. Yeah. We can praise God together, right? Let's do that. All right. Lisa, help me out over here, okay? All right. We are also sent as servants um, to Waltham. We want to serve. The way we say it here is that we want to love, serve, um, and bless our community. Um, We we hosted a movie night uh, just this past Friday um, for the community, completely free. Uh, We showed the Lego movie, had a massive screen. We had a snow cone bus out there. It was amazing. And we had over 400 people um, from the community come out and participate um, in our movie night. And it was a great way just to say, hey, we're here. We're a church in Waltham, for Waltham. Um, We believe that a church should be about what we can give to a community, not what we can take from a community. And this is just a fun night for you. We're we're trying to love, serve, um, and bless our community. And God is seeing those efforts and multiplying them. I didn't know. I thought there'd be 30 people out there. um, But more and more people kept coming. Our crew, I was so proud of the way you guys served and were out there um, and interacting with people and making sure that everybody um, had a great time. Um, We're growing as well. God has seen fit to double our church size. So when we were here a year ago, there was a a crew of about 15 to 20 people who were all in on the life and mission of Seven Mile Road. Um, And over the past year, God has uh, more than doubled the size of our congregation meeting on a weekly basis um, at the Boys and Girls Club. And that's been awesome just to see some momentum and energy uh, moving forward with um, our church. Um, And it's also been amazing to see us become a group of unified missionaries. So realizing that Jesus is on mission, and so we have a mission as well. As we're being transformed by one degree of glory uh, to another into the image of Christ, that means we adopt his posture. That means we adopt his mission. That means we adopt um, his methodology. And so we're out um, loving neighbors, gospeling them. Um, The way that we, um, in a short way, say our mission statement is that we are a church where neighbors become family. 
And so that's really what we're trying to do as, in, in as many creative and awesome ways as possible to meet um, people who don't know Christ, to love them with the gospel, um, not to see them um, as a project, but as people that we're genuinely caring about, that we're genuinely um, becoming friends with and seeing the gospel um, uh, plant deep roots um, in their heart and to see them come alive um, to the things of God. Just to give you a little bit of perspective, um, a year ago, we wanted to do something like that movie night or cookout or grill out um, in the park. And when we reached out to the town or the city of Waltham um, to do that, they just flat out said no. Like, I don't know if we caught that, uh, that city clerk on a bad day, uh, but it just wasn't happening. And so we tried calling back again to see if we got somebody else on the phone. And no, we didn't. And she did not want it to happen. And so it didn't matter how many angles we came from. There was, we tried, we listed off like 18 different parks. What about that park? What about that park? And she just straight up shut it down. And so we said, okay, it's not going to happen this year. And so we just went out and, and, and tried to um, serve in some different nonprofits throughout the community. And slowly but surely, the name of Christ, the name of Seven Mile Road, um, started to gain favor in our community. Um, this last summer at Riverfest, which is like a big festival down on the Charles River on Moody Street in Waltham, the mayor came by our table and she said, Seven Mile Waltham. She's like, I know your church. That's a good church. That's amazing to know that in, in one year um, that favor has happened. So this year when we called about the movie night, they said yes. Like the doors had just opened up for us to be able to do that. Um, that's transformation, that there's something going on um, in, uh, uh, in Waltham, um, even in um, the city. And that's amazing. Um, this year as a church, we've been able to grow uh, in terms of health. So as, as we're growing wider, we're also growing um, deeper. Um, we had a, a women's Bible study gathering um, on Sunday afternoons. We did a how to study the Bible uh, equipping class. We've walked through several different sermon series. If we're uh, learning what it looks like to be the people of God, um, filled with the Spirit of God for the purposes of God in um, Waltham. And it's been, um, it's been awesome to see people growing um, in their faith, rethinking their life, um, becoming a, a word-saturated um, people. Um, and so I'm just thankful that, uh, that, that we're not growing shallow, that we're growing deeper um, in our love for Christ. Um, we've also added a staff member. And so um, Kevin and Lauren Sanders um, were in Arlington and moved their family um, to Waltham to, uh, to, to invest in a mission here. And the Lord saw it fit to provide the funds necessary for him to join um, our staff. And so we've got um, uh, two full-time um, pastors working um, to see uh, the, the life and mission of Seven Mile Road grow. Of course, you know, we've had Jeremy um, since we started, um, and he's actually starting his transition um, out to be our newest church plant. We're going to hear more uh, from him in a second. And so just all that work, that beautiful, uh, the, the seeds that have been growing, that God is starting to see grow, we're really starting to see them poke through the ground to see um, a, a gospel fruit happening um, in Waltham, and we are um, just excited to know um, that more than ourselves, like the last part of that verse said, and this is from the Spirit. So all this growth, all this good gospel fruit is not from us. I mean, we're, we're working, we're tilling, we're um, uh, 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 laboring hard to see it happen, but it's the Lord who causes that growth, and we're standing on the promise that Jesus is going to build his church in Waltham. So we can't be more excited to be part of this family of churches. So thank you. Many of you have come out to Waltham to support us. Many of you have been praying for us. Many of you have given to us. And so we're grateful for you. Uh, We really do feel um, loved um, in this uh, family of churches. 
I'm going to pass it off to Jeremy next. Uh, okay, hold on. All right. So one more thing to do this morning. That's the four churches that have been planting and are doing gospel work. And we are pregnant with another one. In a couple years or less, we'll have a congregation existing on the Cape in Hyannis. And so Jeremy Stewart, uh, who preached here a few weeks ago, is going to come give you a quick hello. And then we're actually going to lay hands on Jeremy and pray and commission him to the work. He won't be moving down until next summer. But it's go time now to begin to align things for a successful time down there. So Jeremy's going to say, hey, we will pray and commission him together. Morning. It's great to be here with you all. Uh, Super excited to hear all of the updates that are happening at our congregations all over New England. And uh, really excited to see that happen in a new place on Cape Cod. So my wife and I, uh, Leanna, my wife and I, we're native Cape Codders. I didn't meet a Christian until I was 21. I didn't become a Christian until I was 24. I'm 32 now. Um, As soon as I believed in Jesus, I knew I wanted to see the people that I grew up around, people that I worked with, people that I went to school with. I wanted to see them come to know him too. Because Cape Cod, although it's beautiful, can also be a place where uh, you feel like you're trapped on an island uh, in a hopeless situation. It's not really a place where people want to stay. It's not a place of, like, mobility. There, there are lots of reasons to be down. There's a huge uh, opioid epidemic there. There are um, families that are dealing with other family members who are facing addiction that need support. There are people who can't find adequate employment, adequate housing Um, But most of all, people who just can't even find a church, even if they were looking for one. Uh, There are uh, gospel-centered churches on the ground that are faithfully uh, preaching the word and inviting people, but they're few. And so we want to uh, make it so that everybody can have access to the gospel. So to be a church, again, where neighbors become family, to do everything that you've heard that's been happening in these churches, we want to see it happen there. Um, and so June 2019, we'll be on the ground there, gathering a core team, just the way you've heard the story of Waltham and all the stories of these other churches. Um, a year later from that, starting a Sunday gathering uh, where we're publicly worshiping Jesus in the village of Hyannis. All right, so I'm going to have our pastors come up and just represent you in laying hands on um, Jeremy and Liana and commissioning them to this work. I'm going to have you stand with us. This is not a formality. We are surrounding all of this work in prayer. If the Spirit of God does not come, then we're just spinning our wheels. If He does, anything is possible. So let's just pray for grace to be First and foremost on their marriage, their home. They've also got a baby boy coming from the Philippines soon to be added to their family. So they're going to need grace and uh, that the Lord would be preparing this work to just be fruitful for his glory. Let's pray for that together. Father, we uh, lay hands on and I pray for my brother, my sister, Jeremy and Liana. Uh, I, I pray that they would never see themselves as big shots because they are the leading the charge but as the last and the least, as the servants of the mission and the people down there. So I pray that you would bring holiness and humility in their hearts in a way they had not seen before. 
even to discipline them to get them to that place. I pray that Christ would become of surpassing worth to them in ways they had not seen coming and that from what they have, they can then give. I pray for their family, Noel, her, her brother who's coming. I pray that they would be a little epicenter of gospel joy and that from that little city on a hill, a bigger one and a bigger one would get built. I pray with faith that every resource, money, people, leader, space, opportunity would be given to them. And I pray that in 10 years we would be shocked to see the lives that have been swept into your kingdom because of your grace and their hustle on the Cape. Hear my prayer and answer, I pray, in faith this morning. Amen.